Welcome back to the Knicks Rewind podcast. We actually have a lot to talk about. We did a, a show this past week. You have a lot to talk about. We did a show this past week talking about Mills firing, but since then we have a new president. Our top scorer is gone. We went on a four-game winning streak that just ended about 30 minutes ago. And there were some other big deals that happened around the league. So we're going to touch on these things real quick uh, in about a 20, 25-minute episode. And um, hopefully it'll be up by Sunday night. So we'll start with uh, Leon. Our new president, Owen. How are we feeling? I know. I think we're both excited. pretty excited. A little excited. bit. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, he seems like a a good guy, like a good, well respected guy who knows his way around the NBA. That's cool and all, and, and and I'm excited about that. You know, he has no front office experience, which is scary, but. An interesting point that I saw on Twitter is like, as an agent who's negotiated a lot of deals, he kind of has like an inside look at like a lot of NBA franchises. So he right. knows how the good ones work. He's a big name around the league and he's been around the league he forever representing a, more big names. Um, and we're following the Bob Myers, Rob Polinka route, which yeah. has been successful. Which have been successful. I and mean, there hasn't God. been a whole lot of examples of them, but I mean, they have been ex- uh, pretty successful. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm glad we didn't end up with someone like Kenny Smith or, um, yeah, you know, something like that. Stephen A. Bullshit. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I was happy when I saw that notification. I'll be honest. I had to do some research on him. But from what I've read and what I've uh, listened to, I'm pretty excited. And I think he can turn this franchise around uh, within the next couple of years. It's a cool name. Yeah. For sure, Leon. And and I'm also, I've heard a lot about World Wide Wes, mm-hmm. the guy that we've brought along. Right, with. I've heard a lot about him too. He's a big, he's another big guy. Who's apparently like the most connected guy in the NBA. Yeah, which like is knows the perfect kind of guy that the Knicks need too. Exactly. And because the Knicks kind of need to rebuild their relationship with the league. Mm-hmm. And while that only gets you so far, um, you know, because you have to pick good players and sign good players and function as a good organization they kind of need to get their image back in the right way and i think these guys will do that yeah so i'm excited and no, you know there's no track record with these guys like with perry you could see like oh he was a part of this front office who did this and you know but there's nothing with this group mm-hmm. so like it's optimism only and, and that's the route that i'm going to take yeah. So, so um, yeah. Quick note on him. Now you want to talk about Morris? Yeah. Good trade. Good trade. This is what we've wanted all year, and actually, it was kind of it's better than I was expecting. We know we got the first and um, Maurice Harkless, so I was pretty happy with that. I've wanted a first. We've both wanted a first for Morris all mm-hmm. year, and uh, mm-hmm. the other guys that we've talked to, Mark and Jay, they would give him up for anything, and we got a good asset. It's a late first round pick, obviously, because it's the Clippers, but um. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I was, I, I was kind of disappointed we didn't make that trade for because I know that the um, the offer for Cabin Gale and Terrence Mann was on the table and we didn't take it. Was that is that confirmed that that was on the table? I think it was with a first round pick, and I think we wanted the second as well. I don't think they're too excited about Terrence Mann as a player, and it seems like they weren't excited about Cabin Gale either. Yeah, and that's second round pick. That's Detroit's pick, right? So it's going to be a high yes, second round pick. Because Detroit is going to be bad. They're going to be really bad. I don't 
Yeah, but uh, honestly, it's the Knicks are going to be a little bit harder to watch this year, um, or the end of, for the end of the season because we lost our yeah. top gunner. But um, yeah. it's not the end of the world. We have seven first round picks in the next four years, and I think you know Leon's got some assets to build with. No, it it is the best situation that any Nick executive has walked into within the last. 20 years mm-hmm. there are no bad contracts at all right you have picks young you guys have roster flexibility you know there's an easy route to get rid of almost everyone on the roster mm-hmm. you know you have you probably have don't have a single contract on the roster that's untradeable right yeah that's pretty important. which is a situation the knicks are not in very often whatsoever mm-hmm. and you also have contracts that you can like attach to players that just can simply like fiddle trades up you know Mm -hmm. because like teams want guys that are on expiring deals like they don't want to take on in trades like the only guy who matched a trade for a while would be like jokey noah or hardaway or lee like they don't want three more years of those guys none of our guys are under control past next year besides randall who we can decline his team option yeah right we can decline it the year after and you know Having Randall isn't the worst thing either. Like he, no, he's a, he's an infuriating guy to watch at times, but he's also a skilled guy who's been keeping this season somewhat afloat for us. Speaking of Randall, tonight was tonight was a perfect Julius Randall. Oh night. yeah, it, the Knicks Hawks game. He dropped like thirty and eighteen, but man, he did the same behind the back move. Had like back to back turnovers and. Took yeah. a bad shot at the end of regulation. And then at the end of overtime, he like walks up the floor with seven seconds left, tries to take a step back three, decides he doesn't like it, mm-hmm. passes it up. Bullock like doesn't have a shot, swings at the paint, and Payton like, just throws doesn't it up. have a shot either, and you know. Right. So he, he messes up two end of the game possessions. I wasn't I haven't been happy with some of Mike Miller's um, out of timeout play calling. And it's tough when you have this roster because you don't have that go to guy with Morris anymore, but I was hoping to see like a Randall Peyton pick and roll instead of just like Randall yeah. going to the rim, which has been a lot of our last second shots this year and it's just kind of boring yeah. and not fun to watch and never really works. It's hard to do. It's hard to do with the roster just because Peyton can't really shoot. And right. You don't have shooters on the floor. Mm-hmm. Peyton's a great passer and whatnot. Right, but, but he's not a threat outside the paint, yeah. so you At can just easily game, you can just hard right. He made some great plays. Though, made but. some great plays. I'm I'm happy with Peyton, and I'd love to have him. I mean, obviously he's not like a franchise starting um, point guard, but tough. having him as a backup on a playoff team, I don't know anybody who won't yeah. want that. No, I'm surprised teams didn't make plays for him at the deadline. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Knicks might have wanted to keep him. Because yeah. they really have no answer at point guard right now. Frank had a good night tonight, but just the offense is still like... Still waiting on that, my man. Still just not there. Yeah. But um, before the Hawks game, which we just lost in double overtime, which was really tough to watch, kind of infuriating. We had a lead in both overtime periods, which uh, we blew. But we were on a four-game winning streak. Granted... They were some pretty terrible teams we were playing, but four games, like, not bad. No, I mean, I'm happy with it. We, like, eked out wins against poor bad teams. Bad teams, like, barely beat the Pistons without, you know, Drummond just got moved, so obviously without him and without Derrick Rose. And we just lost the Hawks without um, Capella. Mm-hmm. 
um, who ha- hasn't even played games for them, I don't think. So. Yeah. Whatever. But still, I mean, it's fun to win games. Yeah, it's you fun know, to it's have, very- you know, yeah, it's fun to be exciting sometimes. And this team, that although it was a pretty infuriating Hawks game, like the game was fun and the team was fun to watch at least. So exactly. I was worried that I wouldn't want to watch any of these games after Morris was traded. But, you know, I've been proved wrong so far. No, I mean, like, it, it it's fun. And it, it's fun to win, mm-hmm. as I kind of just said. And, like, you know, you beat the Magic, who are, like, not great, and the Cavs, who are not great. The Pacers win. That's a good win. That's a Pacers good win. Good. But Pistons, eh, and, then, and then we should have won tonight. Should have won I know tonight. we were kind of down for a lot, but I think we were up, what, seven or six with a minute left in overtime. And yeah, we lost. If we, won, if we won in double overtime tonight, it would be the first five-game winning streak in six years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah, twenty Mello and Stoudemire era with That's Woodson. That team? Jesus! Yeah, hey, Randall had thirty-five and eighteen tonight. Mm-hmm. Going through the box score, there's some fun lines in there. Mm-hmm. Mitch 15, 11, three blocks, three. Steals. Mitch was great. Mitch was great all night. Mitch was great. Team. And I, I, all the like, he's got to be starting. <laughs> I like Taj as yeah. a veteran, but come on, man, <laughs> got to start. No, I know it's ridiculous. It's gotten to the point where it's like. I just want to watch Mitch. Yeah, you know? like, like, like I see like, why you took why? him out in the first why? place, right? What does Taj do? I see why they took him out in the first place because of foul trouble and all that. But yeah. now that's not much of a problem. And what do we have to lose, man? Just play the kid. Play, play the kid. That that is a that is a frequently used term. Yeah. See what do you? Lot. So we're getting to the point with Knox where it's like, what do, what are we gonna do? And, like, I've seen a bunch of tweets on Twitter that are praising his defense and how he's gotten better in that regard. But tonight, let's see, three points, one for five shooting. The amount of times in the last, like, two or three weeks that he's just been terrible in that regard, it's kind of adding up. It's pretty so, alarming. Like, It's, it's kind of hard because a guy like El- Ellington is playing well. And Miller's not just going to, like, throw out Knox. No, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I think there's some people on Nick's Twitter who are way too play the kids. Like, you can't play Knox the whole game when he's struggling. Like, you want to be competitive, and you want to give some of these vets who are playing well. Like, Ellington had a good night, and Bullock had a good night. Like, you want to play these guys to be competitive and try to win some games. for that, yeah. So, I'm all for that. Like, I think Mitch should be starting because he's better than Gibson. But, like, Knox should be in the G League, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Knox also had, I mean, Knox, besides Gibson, who was a minus 17 in 16 minutes, because he should be starting at center. Knox was a, in 13 minutes, was a minus nine. And had two turnovers, one for five from the field. One of his, did you, uh, one of his turnovers was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bad turnover. Um, it's become very hard to watch. Yeah, it's become hard to watch. Uh, I want to just say real quick, shout out to uh, Jonathan Macri. We had him on last week, and at the end of the episode, we told him to predict the next uh, five games, and he predicted them, he predicted them all right. He got four straight. He predicted four straight wins. Then this Sunday, a loss to the Hawks because that's the most New York Knicks thing ever. Exactly. He said we were gonna go four and one. We were gonna get everybody excited. And lose to the Hawks. <laughs> it's that it's exactly the most mixed thing ever. What that is exactly what happened. Yeah. Um. So, 
I want to hit hit some of uh, the other deals done this past Thursday for the deadline. Okay. And uh, you tell me if you like him or not. Okay. So Minnesota acquires D'Angelo Russell. They receive Russell, Jacob Evans, Amari Spellman, and the Warriors get Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 first-round pick, which is top three protected, and a 2021 Mm -hmm. second-round pick. Yeah, I think we can talk about Minnesota kind of as a whole this deadline. Um, that, that's a des- they, that's a desperation move. You think Russell is? Yeah, to, I mean, Cat is super unhappy. That was a desperate. They needed to make a move because they're terrible. Um, I kind of like it. I don't. I, I, really, I like it, but it was also. I really thought they had an awesome deadline. It was clearly really it was clearly awesome. quickly thrown together. Like you can see that they they needed another they guy were. and they needed a scenery change on that roster. But you're kind of trading bad contract for bad contract. And if you see who they're running out at point guard every night, it makes sense to acquire Wiggins. They also acquired Malik Beasley, who I think is a mm-hmm. good young player. Yeah. Um, Quancho Hernan Gomez, shout out to Billy. <laughs> um, you know, James Johnson, not great player. Omari Spellman, guy I think who has some talent. And they also got a first round pick from Brooklyn. Yeah, um, in this year's draft. I mean, I like the deal, honestly, for both yeah. teams, but it's it's a Minnesota desperation deal. Like they needed to do something because no, they, they needed to do something. Yeah, because Cat was, you know, posting these Instagram stories, you know, hinting at and some things. I'm actually kind of pissed that they made a move. I didn't want them. I wanted them to stay put because I want them. The, yeah, you want more unhappy Cat, Cat is the happier I, I am. I, I don't know how I feel about Cat. Uh, you you would take cat in a heartbeat, I think. I mean, I'd take cat in a heartbeat, but also like, if you're a good player, if you're a great player, which I think we're treating him in that regard, you don't lose 15 games in a row. I don't care who's on your team, you don't lose 15 games in a row. We made he hasn't won a game since November before they hit 26 threes last night. Here's the thing, though. We we were saying this last year about Devin Booker. I've I've. I've turned around on Devin Booker. I was not a Devin Booker fan, but now he's so good. It's the team around him, and I was saying the same thing about him that you're saying about um, Cat mm-hmm. now. And you know, I would take Cat in a heartbeat. I think the team around him is poorly constructed, and him and Wiggins never really fit. <laughs> and you know, for a big like him to succeed, you need a good point guard. And I'm actually pretty excited to see what Russell does for that team. How do you like this trade for the Warriors? I mean, like they said, they gave up on Russell. That was not working out. I didn't think there was any way in hell that, you know, he was going to fit with Curry, Clay, and Draymond. I don't know if Wiggins. I'm I'm happy for him because he needed a fresh fresh start, and he actually played yesterday and had a nice game. But it's hard to predict where this goes with the three other stars you have on that team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Wiggins, I think, still has potential. I don't think I've lost all hope. Uh, I don't. I haven't lost all hope either. Uh, he's like an athletic guy, but just the mid-range pull-ups and the inconsistent shooting. I don't know. And bad defense. Like he's an athletic guy. He's no KD. That's but. true. That's true. And he had a good night last night. I think he's going to benefit from the spacing that the Warriors are going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Still, he's kind of been a hopeless player. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. I like this trade for both teams. I do too. I heat, do too. The Heat, Heat, Iguodala. No, I'm not a fan. For which side? I like both sides. Both sides, I think. 
I don't know. I, I don't know why they gave up Winslow like that. I was he wasn't he like starting at point guard for them last year and he was playing pretty well. I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Heat I think this he's year, been but on and off hurt this year, and there's just not really a place for him. Uh-huh. Also, with the emergence of Hero and Butler and like a lot of guys that play like similar positions to him, and Drogic yeah. like is is backing up at point guard now and doing a great job. So I think it's just I think his fit just kind of wore thin there and. You know, they had to give up Memphis had to give up a solid amount for him. Not players that they really needed. Like they gave up Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill and, and Igadala. Right, but I mean they had to get rid of Igadala. I'm ha- I like I would rather get that return for Igadala than get nothing for Igadala. Like I would I mean they did just rate wave Dion Waiters. Um but I think Winslow can help that team. I agree he can. I Memphis is a really fun young team. That's yeah. like an easy yeah. take They're to make. To but it's a really fun young team. Mm-hmm. But the Heat, I don't, I don't think Iggy's that good. I don't know. Do you do you agree with worse. Do you think it was right for him to sit out the first half of the season? No, not neither at do all. I. I, like you're on a contract. You're on a contract like, getting paid and this is a playoff contending it, team right there. Like Exactly. Yeah, you can't just expect to go and get your way when it's a business, you're getting paid. Um it's just how it works. Everyone has to do it. But, you know, it is what it is now. Uh Miami's in like a similar spot. They're they're higher in, in the standings right now in an easier conference, but they're no I wouldn't call them a title contender yet. Just with the Heat, I think the Heat could make some noise. Yeah. Because they have a really fun young team. And, like, I'm excited about... I mean, Bam is a really fun player. I think Butler fits in perfectly there. They have really good role players. They can and totally make can, noise, but they're not beating they, the Bucks. They're not beating the Bucks. No one's beating the Bucks. No one's beating the Bucks. It's mm-hmm. hopeless for any team in the East to make substantial moves because no one's beating the Bucks. You think this is... We'll... we'll you know, do a whole. I think it is a wrap. Really, I think the only team in the East that can beat the Bucks. You're usually pretty it. high on the Sixers. That's unlike you. I'm gonna say the only team in the East that can beat the Bucks, Sixers. All right. Because the only guy that can every once in a while guard Giannis or Giannis is is Joel. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about. Dead. Let's talk about one more. Okay. This one's like weird, completely unexpected. Uh, the Andre Drummond deal. Um, the Cavs received Drummond, and the Pistons received John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a 2023 second-round pick. It's just disrespectful. <laughs> His market was crazy low. I know. There was not nobody was like, wanted him. He's having a good year. I feel like this just is. Is he outdated? Just the way he plays. He is outdated the way he plays, but he's like he's a good passer. I'm pretty sure his free throw shooting has gotten better. Drummond's having a good year. He's averaging 16 rebounds a game, you know, 17 points. And, like, I think rebounding, especially defensive rebounding, is a, is a stat that kind of gets thrown out the door in the NBA. And there's a lot of value in it because teams get so many open shots off offensive rebounds. Um, like, so many threes, so many layups. And the, the ability to have a guy on your team like that is important, especially mm-hmm. if you kind of miss that presence down low. He's also a good defender. He averages a block a game. He's also averaging two steals a game. Right. I didn't know that. He's actually having a pretty damn good year. It's just... 18, two steals, almost three assists, 
1.7 blocks and 16 boards. Like, I swear to God, if he was having a season in 2005, he'd be defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an in, nobody saw it coming. Obviously, I don't really know what's in it for the Cavs. Like, I guess trying to be competitive, but you know, I heard that the uh, the Pistons were scared he was going to opt in. Oh, that's probably right. That would make sense. Um, so they were just desperate to get rid of him before the deadline was over. Get a second round pick. Yeah. And it's also kind of like the mentality we had with Morris, even though there was more of a market for Morris, we were just like trade him. For See, him. I mean, I'm not inside the Pistons front office, but from an outsider, sure. that seems like a poor job to, if it just looks like they just threw something together and took the first offer on the table. It, it sounded, because I saw a tweet, I think Chris Haynes tweeted earlier that day that it didn't look like he was going to get moved. And it sounds like they got an offer for him and they were like 20 minutes until the deadline and they were like, let's just take it and get him out of here. Yeah, see, like you, that's why you shouldn't operate an hour before 3 p.m. Eastern, right? I mean, yeah, maybe maybe die. they were, but they should be shopping him all year if they think he's going to opt in. Yeah, I know. They should have gotten rid of him earlier. Yeah, and I haven't heard much about – I haven't heard rumors I mean, or legit try. rumors talk, about I him. I talked to the Knicks because there were Drummond Knicks rumors for a little bit. Thank God. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the way Mitch played tonight. Sorry? The way Mitch played tonight, I said. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, there's no reason. Yeah, 10 minutes from it's possible. Yeah. Um, all right, that's all the, That's all we'll talk about um, this Sunday. And we'll be back next Sunday. Follow us on Twitter at Nick's Rewind Pod. Our website is nicksrewind.com. You can check out the shop, all of our episodes there and um if you rate us on apple Podcasts, it really helps um our show it supports us so if you have the time please do that thank you guys for listening all right we'll talk to you guys next week yeah